everybody, and welcome back to Teen Titans Wasteland, the nation's number one podcast about the original Teen Titans series. You know, probably. I haven't really heard any others, but we're probably the number one. I'm also not saying which nation. Although, we do have a surprising amount of downloads in Ghana recently. Hey, all my Ghana friends. How's it going? Oh, I hope it's good. All right. Uh, you ready to talk some Teen Titans? Yeah. I know it's been a while since I've talked to you, but not as long as the amount of space between the two issues we are covering. Issue 43, which we did last week, came out in February of 1973. This issue, frickin' November of 1976. So, series was canceled for a couple years. This is the relaunch. Let's see how it goes. If you diss the Dinobots, you might make Grimlock pissed. But if you make a story shorter, it's a synopsis. Synopsis. Teen Titans number 44, November 1976. The Man Who Toppled the Titans. Written by Paul Levitz and Bob Rosakis. Drotted by Pablo Marcos. With inks by Bob Smith. Teen Titan Roll Call. Robin. Mal, Kid Flash, Speedy, Wonder Girl. Our story picks up two years from when we last saw the Titans. Apparently during that time, they broke up for some reason. Mr. Jupiter, the richest and therefore most trustworthy man in the world, retired. And Lilith, Gnark, Hawk, and Dove went missing. Dang. Mal has been periodically checking in on the cave full of crime-fighting gear that Mr. J left in their care, and hasn't heard from any of his teammates in the intervening years. Then, this morning he received an emergency distress signal on the Titan's frequency and relayed the signal to the rest of the team. They all show up at the cave. Donna and Wally flirt. Donna and Roy flirt. Everybody seems stoked that Roy isn't hooked on smack anymore. Then Robin wonders aloud who sent out the initial distress message, which actually seems like a pretty decent question. He suspects it might be a trap. Well, boy wonder, you suspect right. Dr. Light pops out of nowhere and starts shooting at them with a ray gun and babbling about what a good little trap setter he is. Dr. Light is an old Justice League villain who can control light and makes shit out of hard light that he can toss around at people. Which is why he calls himself Dr. Light, right? Actually, nope. It's just his name. Arthur Light. And he's got a doctorate in lasers or some shit. Total coincidence. He looks like a goth version of Adam Strange, but with a cape and a shitty little pointy goatee. He hates the Justice League, and therefore, by extension, has decided that he hates the Teen Titans as well. Also, he sucks. The teens leap into action and try to take him down, but they're a bit rusty on their teamwork and end up getting in each other's way. Kid Flash takes one of Speedy's arrows in his knee. Guess he can no longer be an adventurer. Light kidnaps Robin and Wonder Girl and drags them back to his hidden lab. Roy yells at Wally. Wally yells at Roy, Mal asks them to stop yelling, so they both yell at him and then storm off. See, this is exactly the kind of thing that happens when there's no well-intentioned megalomaniacal billionaire around to dose them with hallucinogenic balloons. Everything falls apart. Meanwhile, everybody's favorite shitty goth Adam Strange is trying to get Robin to tell him the code words to the Justice League satellite headquarters. He zaps the boy Wonder with some kind of torture ray gun, but Robin tells him to fuck off. Then he starts zapping Wonder Girl, and Robin folds like a Gap employee getting ready for a sale. Light tells the trussed-up Titanic twosome that he's off to go kidnap Speedy and Wally, but that he doesn't particularly give a shit about Mal, who he refers to as the Titan's custodian. Wow. 
That's really shitty and probably racist. Fuck you, Dr. Light. Kid Flash decides he should go get some help from his mentor-slash-uncle, the regular Flash, and starts zooming over to his house in Central City. But before he can make it to the Scarlet Speedster's abode, Dr. Light shows up right behind him, riding some kind of weird-ass rectangle that's probably made out of light, I guess. He shoots Wally with some kind of beam, and yoinks him back to the lab to join Wonder Girl and Robin. Next on Dr. Light's list is Speedy, so he zaps over to the Titan's cave, blasts the boy Bowman, and then turns himself and the now-unconscious Archer into some kind of invisible photon or something as Mal tries helplessly to grab them. Things look pretty grim for the Titans, but Dr. Light made one mistake. Well, two mistakes. The first was growing that shitty little pointy goatee, but his second and arguably bigger mistake was underestimating Mal Duncan. Mal decides he needs a costume and weapons upgrade, so he starts rummaging through the stuff the other Titans left lying around the cave. He finds a pretty sweet exoskeleton in Robin's locker that makes him super strong and even better at punches than he used to be. Then he puts on a blue costume with a gold helmet and shield that used to belong to an old 40s hero named the Guardian. Don't know why the Titans had that in their headquarters, they just did. Now that he's all suited up, he jumps in an old rocket ship that Mr. Jupiter had lying around and blasts off into space, heading towards the Justice League satellite. For those of you keeping score at home, this is now the second time that Mal's decided to prove his worth to the Titans by stealing a spaceship. Kind of becoming a weird habit. Anyway, now that old Arthur Light has disposed of all the Teen Titans his racist ass decided were worthwhile, he beams himself aboard the JLA satellite and knocks out the Flash who had just shown up for monitor duty. Shitty. Surely, this is the worst thing Dr. Light has ever done after sneaking onto the JLA satellite, right? Right? Light starts gloating about how great he is to the imprisoned titans that he has lugged aboard the satellite with him. Then Mal shows up in his guardian costume and exoskeleton and punches the living shit out of Dr. Light. Hooray! Then the newly costumed spaceship borrowing titan frees the rest of his teammates, and they all take turns punching the shit out of Dr. Light. Hooray! Eventually, the Flash wakes up and starts to lecture the teens about the importance of teamwork, but they tell him to shut up. Yeah, if the Titans wanted to hear you talk, they would have eavesdropped on you, old man. Mal exclaims that the Teen Titans are back and nobody seems to disagree with him. Hooray. And joining us once again is my good-for-many-things brother, Corey. Corey, how are you doing? I'm okay, how are you? I'm okay. What'd you think of this issue? Uh, I think we learned a good lesson about teamwork. Yeah. But otherwise, it was, the artwork kind of bummed me out. The artwork bumped me out, and honestly, I miss Haney already. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it's such... It's not a bad story. It's fine. I'm going to give myself this episode to be negative about the new direction the team is going. Because... And I know we'll get back on board, and I think, I'm sure it'll take me some getting used to. But it seems like a... Not generic, but a much more typical team superhero book. And it hadn't previously. It felt like its own thing. It was a Teen Titans book, and it wasn't really that much like anything else. Yeah. And this could be a Justice League story, could be an Avengers story. The way they're trying to make them bicker more uh, seems like they're trying to make it more like the Steve Englehart Avengers stuff that I think was coming out around then. It just, it has a different feel, and I haven't gotten used to it yet. And it kind of bums me out. They're fighting a mainstream DC villain, which... I understand why they're doing these things differently. It's clearly the book hadn't been selling that well or it wouldn't have been canceled. 
This is almost four years ago at this point. They wanted to bring the title back. They had to have a different pitch on it, a different spin. And so what they went with was Justice League Jr. And this is the first time it really brings up the idea that these are the heroes of the future. They're in training, and eventually these are the guys that are going to take over for the Justice League. It didn't used to feel like that. It used to be its own entity more, I think. So, yeah, I was kind of wondering about the chronology of things and, and the way that it works in the comic industry, too. So, previously, the Teen Titans were ostensibly targeted at kids, preteens, right? Right. And so... I think. It, it was... It went back and forth, clearly. The last few issues we've covered were definitely darker, and I think were more aimed at... When you, when you move from Silver Age to Bronze Age, I think it basically starts aiming the comics at teenagers more than preteens so i kind of wonder how that works with your your readership and your audience you know what i mean do you try and capture them at a certain age and have them grow with the story or do you just hope that you get kind of a turnover that's what you do more now Mm -hmm. i think back then and i think this is still this is more this is more towards that we'll grab them and we'll keep them previously the common knowledge had been you lose your readers every three or four years Mm mm-hmm so that's why you get to have reprints of things that happened a few years ago. Uh, that's why you don't have necessarily worry about continuity as much. It was our readers are 10 to 14 year olds and mm-hmm. we got a new crop of them coming through every three, every four years. So that's kind of what I was wondering about with this hiatus of, like you said, almost four years and then starting it off with basically like, okay, here's the next JLA or, yeah, you know, that's like what they're just like cutting the losses and grab this new audience and go for it and yeah it felt really generic after all the zany haney yeah stuff yeah and it's not bad and there's some interesting things it's a new thing and need to get used to that uh one of the things i did want to talk to you about too is it being a new era and this is 1976 i hate to say this i think we're probably not going to have very many more picket signs oh so what on earth will you use your air horn for? I don't know, and I do want to use that air horn. I, I think <laughs> I might have paid a dollar for that app. It might have been free. It was. I free. don't remember. Was it? You have ham horn? Yeah. Yeah, that's free. Okay. I have it. I'm pretty sure I didn't pay for it. Yeah. I still don't want to waste it though. <laughs> you can just man. You just. I, I that's pretty it. good. Yeah. No, I like that. Was me, guys. <laughs> that was hub. I make that noise. We, we do that pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I want to, I don't know, <laughs> not even just specifically using the air horn, but I want there to be a thing that it, that is noted in that way. And it could be a thing that like, maybe we have to take a shot when this happens. Um, oh, that sounds like a fun idea. It is. One of the ideas is Mal getting a new outfit or new power, because that happens a lot during this run of comic books. Oh. Another thing I was thinking might be interesting to do would be... Maybe when there is a fruit pie ad, because if I'm honest with myself, <laughs> you host this fruit part. pie ad in this comic book was my favorite part. I am inclined to agree with you. It, it's really good. There is a uh, Green Lantern hostess fruit pie ad that we can talk more about in a little bit. Uh, there are some things I do want to talk about about the actual story, though. So it's it's basically, it's a pretty typical getting the band back together story. There's more the love triangle between Donna and Kid Flash and Speedy. Yeah. I felt like before it was more of a friendly rivalry, and now it's more of a love triangle. Yeah, except and they, Kid they Flash... really seem to like not like each other very much, Kid Flash and Speedy. 
Yeah, I mean, that dynamic was sort of there before, but I don't know that it's a full-blown love triangle because it seems like it's still just flirtation. And, and at one point, uh, Kid Flash is like, when Speedy shows up, he's like, oh, now I'll never have a chance with Donna. Yeah. Yeah, but there's more genuine animosity between he and Speedy in that in the way that they are competing specifically for Wonder Girl, which is something we haven't really seen before. Also, Speedy is just being, a, like, he's always been kind of a dick, and they're definitely keeping that going. I feel like he's more of a dick now. Is So there's a panel in there, too, which basically says, like, he had to go handle some shit, and he came back as They're that, talking as about his heroin addiction. Yeah. 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 Although... Like I said, in the issues we were covering before in the early 70s, the, the drug issue stuff happened in 71. So that was ostensibly he was going through that while he was with the Titans before. Mm. That explains the bad but, archery. Yeah, I think it really does. But yeah, no, he got his shit together. Yeah, they are specifically referring to the the heroin addiction that he had. Well, and, which right. is nice that they're acknowledging it, but they also dispense with it pretty quickly. There's also... Mal is clearly the hero of this story, right? Yeah, I would say so, but after, you know, the the setup of it with him being basically left behind to maintain everything. Yeah, he basically, they make, yeah, they fuck him over pretty bad. And, he's like, and you they're kind of dicks to him about it, Robin specifically. He tries to confront them, he's like, you guys didn't fucking write me, you didn't do shit, you just yeah. appeared. And Robin's like, hey, you wanted to do it, it's not like you had anything better to do. It's like, whoa, easy there, big guy. Yeah. We all agreed that those of us that had career paths would follow those. And that was everybody but you. Loser. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. There's also, it's a return to the arc. If there is a single Mal story that keeps getting told over and over again, it is, he doesn't feel like he's good enough to be a Teen Titan, and he has to prove himself. Here's the thing. He has already done that. Like, this is the third story that he does that in. He yeah. did it when he fought the gargoyle. He did it when he went into space. I feel like to a certain extent he did it when he went back in time. It's yeah. I'm tired of that being Mal's story arc. And you mentioned that before too. And when yeah. when this came up again, I was like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, you know? you're gonna have to listen to Hub say this again. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's frustrating to me. That being said, I like his guardian outfit. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I always liked the Guardian as a hero, and I like the idea of having Mal be the new Guardian. Mm-hmm. Um, the Guardian was a character. He was created by Jack Kirby. Kind of the Guardian, like legal Guardian for the Newsboy Legion. And, and I really think that was the whole reason his name is the Guardian, is because miners need a Guardian. Mm. And then he got brought back in the early 70s by Jack Kirby as a clone of the original Guardian to deal with the Newsboy Legion, who were apparently not clones, even though they were exact replicas of their dads who were in the Newsboy Legion. Uh, But they worked for Project Cadmus, which uh, is a cloning factory, basically. Mm. But they were good guys at this point. It was a weird story. It was when Kirby first came to DC and he was doing all kinds of awesome, crazy shit. Mm. But apparently he's been put on the back burner and now there's a new Guardian and it's Mal. And I don't know why the Titans have his uniform just lying around. They hadn't really dealt with him before. Like, we find out that Robin has an exoskeleton because he defeated this dude who had an exoskeleton in an old issue of Batman. Just taxed it. Okay. Makes sense that he would keep that in his locker. Pretty badass. Yeah. Good thing that suit fit over it. Yeah. But why do they just... Do they just have every superhero's costume lying around? I saw they had Hawks. Um, Hawk hasn't been hanging out with the Teen Titans, and he had left them before they broke up. And... 
Also, did they just keep that shit around for cosplay stuff? Well, no, here's the weird thing about Hawk, too, because Hawk and Dove magically transform yeah. into their costumes. So I think that's just a replica. I think they do just keep that around for cosplay. Or maybe it's just, like, his desiccated corpse and they're a bunch of fucking weirdos. Whoa, you went super dark! Sorry. <laughs> that was the whiskey talking. I think Mal would have probably... Mal doesn't know if that's the case. He, I he mean, would, he would have been the one who would know, because he's been, like, the caretaker for the Teen Titans estate. Yeah. Which, I'm really not comfortable with that being his role with the team. I don't like that that's his role with the team, and I also don't like that... I, I mean, this whole issue does play, once again, into that, like, oh, you're not a real hero thing. But yeah. the way that it's framed, like, language-wise, especially with Dr. Light, is, like... There's stuff in there. He calls him a janitor. Um, he uses a, a wall to put him back in his place or keep him in his place. Like, there is some Yeah, there's weird some stuff coded raci- racism happening yeah. in this issue in, in terms of that. But not just with Dr. Light. I feel like that's happening with the other Titans, too. And I don't care for it. Yeah. It's the 1970s, guys. Come on. Yeah, get with the picture. <laughs> it's 1970. Should have come so far since uh, 1972. God. Still, though, yeah, kind of gross, too. Yeah, it it really, it seems like a regressive step that's happening. Yeah. Because Mal had definitely been one of the Titans and was a Teen Titan, and now he has to prove himself all over again four years later. That's some bullshit. And speaking of Mal and the artwork, he's drawn like a a monster with cognitive disabilities or something like they're, yeah like no it's, it's really unflattering and not just him but. it's not just him it's all of the t- the artwork in this issue is very frustrating yeah. it is uh what does donna say <laughs> that's, that's... There, there is a face that donna makes and whenever Corey pointed at it it just to me it looks like she is i don't know how to describe it other than she just just go me <laughs> And half the Titans seem like they were saying variations of meh or meh. Yeah. Like, if they're not looking like 90. Because sometimes they just look like they're 90. And the teeth. Did you notice the teeth in this issue? I did not. They're huge and weird. Oh. That's a- Everybody's or just Dr. Lights? Because I feel like that might crop up with him more. Dr. Lights and then uh, there's one that I think it was Robin or maybe one of the other Titans also when they're kind of grimacing. There is some strange artwork. When the Flash shows up, there's one picture of him particularly where it's like it's part of his face is missing and he's kissing his wife goodbye and she looks super pissed at him. The art in this issue is by Pablo Marcos, who is a good artist. I think it must have been a rush, rush job or it was inked by Bob Smith and I think he was pretty new at the time. Maybe more of the fault lies with him, but it's rough art, and it's especially rough coming from the Nick Cardi stuff and the art staff Nick Cardi stuff, which was so nice looking. The cover is by uh, Ernie Chow, or Ernie Chua, or Ernie Chan. I I apologize. He went back and forth between Chan and Chua, uh, and I think at this point it was still Chua, but... It's kind of nice to have some continuity because he did the cover of this issue and he also did the last few pages, the Lilith backup story of mm-hmm. issue 44. Yep. So it, it's nice to have that. And the cover is much better than the interior. But yeah, uh, Pablo Marcos, very competent artist, did a, real, a lot of really nice stuff on Conan and did a lot of really good horror stuff. Mm. Um, maybe he was just still in the horror mode when he was doing this or something, but it's off. Yep. I also, I miss Mr. Jupiter, the richest and therefore most trustworthy man in the world. They say that he 
closed down shop, but they never say why. They never say why the Titans broke up. I mean, maybe it was just that creepy-ass finding that boy skeleton issue. Yeah. I can see that driving a wedge into team. Yeah. But it would have been nice to, I don't know, I, I miss Mr. Jupiter. It is weird, though, because you think about that. That's the last thing that they did for years ago. Yeah. Like, hey, remember when that guy shot that kid? Yeah, remember when we told that guy to shoot his kid? Because it was a demon. It was a demon. But, yeah, I can see that being a thing where it's just like, yeah, maybe we don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go look at science or something. Yeah, um, I'm going to go to have my career now. Yeah. My my solo career. Yeah, I'm going to go to rehab. Because that was fucked up, and probably Kid Flash is still just chasing mm. that sweet, sweet syrup dragon. No. <laughs> just, oh, man. I know if I keep looking at every gallon of syrup, there will be 50 gallons of syrup in one of them. Think of all the money we'll make. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be richer than a ham stuffed with cookies. Oh, that's rich. It sure is. Let's see. Dr. Light looks pretty cool. I like his outfit. He actually looks better than most of the Titans doing this. I don't understand why he's riding around on a giant rectangle so much of the time. Oh, that's an easy science explanation. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because when you make light hard, it can only be at right angles. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Good to know. He uses hard light a lot. Right, yeah. Well, it seems like maybe if that's the underlying... It seems like changing something's color and making it invisible if you control light would be pretty easy. And he does a ton of invisibility shit in the issue. Yep. Like, maybe just turn that rectangle invisible, because that's a weird-looking rectangle you're riding around on. Dr. Light's a weird dude. He, uh... What's his problem, anyway? Oh, God. Did he get wrong by the JLA or something? Well, he's pretty much, at this point, standard villain, but they retconned him in a horrific manner in the... Kind of recently, I think, about six years ago, something like that, there was a story called Identity Crisis. And I really don't want to get into it, but I kind of feel like we have to if we're talking about Dr. Light. Because they retconned it so that before this story happened, he was a foe of the Justice League. Mm -hmm. He got aboard the Justice League headquarters. And he brutally raped Elongated Man's wife. Oh. And then kept showing everybody holograms of him doing that. Oh. Um, and so they kidnapped him, and they used Zatanna's... The Justice League caught him, and they kidnapped him and used Zatanna's magic powers to basically lobotomize him and make him an ineffectual twit. And that is the point at which we see him here, which is why he's less effective as a villain. Oh. Which... It's an interesting story, and it's actually pretty well told when they do it, but it's just so dark and gross and not in keeping with the rest of the DC universe that I wish they had done it as like an Elseworld story or Mm. just not have it be part of the regular continuity because Mm. I can't not think of that when I see Dr. Light here, especially when he kidnaps the other Teen Titans and is aboard the Justice League headquarters. So that's a weird choice. Yeah, it it. They're just like, well, think of the thing that'll make people hate this guy a lot, and, and well, and and I think a big part of the storyline was just having the Justice League act in a way that was kind of immoral and kind of using their superpowers to lobotomize a dude, basically, uh, and just 
kind of retroactively make him derpy. Mm. And it's to explain something that happens with a lot of like top tier villains, especially in team books, which is you set this guy up as a world level menace. Mm-hmm. And then you beat him. And then what happens with villains? They get defeated. And as they get defeated and other people publish new comic books and their char- they want to make their characters look powerful so they'll have them beat this guy and then suddenly this guy no longer seems powerful or menacing. Mm-hmm. It happens in pro wrestling a lot too. That's true. Like there'll be a bad guy and then they'll want to build him up so that they can have him face the top star. Mm-hmm. And they'll build him up, build him up, and then they'll be like a main event. And... He loses to the main guy, and then they'll want to make some other guys look powerful. So he'll lose to them, too. And then nobody takes the guy seriously, and his career's kind of shot. Yeah, they end up getting what is called buried, which is Mm. bullshit. Mm. But yeah, I feel like that happens with uh, villains, too. Mm. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Like I said, interesting story. It's, I understand why they were doing what they did with the story. They have the getting the band back together story to set up like to reset the the franchise. They never did that with the other Teen Titans stuff. Mm-hmm. Things never served larger story purposes, mm-hmm. which is probably problematic in the writing in a larger sense, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed having all of these self-contained issues that it's just like, wait, what the fuck just happened? And there's no repercussions to it? Mm-hmm. And so I need to adjust to the new normal here a little bit. Me too, I guess. Yeah. I will say... The very next issue that we cover is batshit crazy. Oh, good. So, it, 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 yeah, it gets it. It does get fun, but it, it's I don't like the bickering and like fraught with internal conflict titans. Mm-hmm. I will come around to it, but it's uh, it's a tough read. So we talked a little bit about how the other titans are being addicted, Mal, and yep. I'm not cool with that. Nope. But there is one thing that is to Mal's benefit in his role as custodian, is he gets a goddamn rocket ship that he flies around whenever he wants. That's pretty cool. Not bad. And he know like, clearly he has used it before because he knows how it works pretty well and, like, course corrects the computer on it. So, not bad for going joyriding around. Mm-hmm. He can fly back to Venus and uh, visit his old haunting grounds there whenever he wants, especially now that he's not claustrophobic anymore. Or agoraphobic. Or, yeah, agoraphobic. Sorry. Good call. Well, either way. Yeah, no, that was, not to that was a test, Corey. You passed. Thank you. Well done. Ah. There was a, one other thing that I did really enjoy, which was the end of the issue, when the Flash starts to give them a lecture. <laughs> yeah. And he's oh, like, but you learned an important lesson. They're like, yeah, 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 we learned shit. Now shut up. Yeah. We don't want to talk about what we did wrong. We know what we did wrong. Yeah, we were We're going to do things right now. Mm-hmm. And then Mal is like, yeah, and we're great. But I did like the way they were just like, Flash started to give just his very, he, he's the squarest probably of the heroes at this point. Mm-hmm. And he started to give his, you kids learned an important lesson. And they really were just like, yeah, 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 shut up. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. So, all right. What was your favorite dialogue? Oh, there was actually some pretty rich dialogue in this. It wasn't I a rich and delicious dialogue. With oh. a flaky crust? <laughs> I did actually, yes, I did take some 
from the fruit pie ad, but I also had some Man. from the story proper. Uh, did we bring up the fruit pie ad? We just yeah. touched on it, but I, yeah. I think there's no. more to uncover The there. fruit pie ad is fruit pie rad. <laughs> yeah, I think it was my favorite part of the story. Yeah, it's... So in it, there is an evil scientist... Yes. ...named Dr... Do you, did you read it live or live? Uh, I think I initially read it live. Yeah. I think live may, probably is mm-hmm. a little bit better. But, but he, the important made... thing is that it's evil spelled backwards. Well, and, and he points that out. And I think that's the only reason that he chose it as his name, so that he could point out it was evil spelled backwards. I think he's also a big band, fan of the band Live. That was not time... He, oh, he can shrink things down to tiny, but not have time travel. <laughs> okay, he came to the '90s just for the music. <laughs> back to the '70s for the delicious. He was like, "I cars. am here to listen to Live and the Soup Dragons, oh. and then I am back to '76." <sighs> yeah, no, uh, no. He likes to point out that things spelled backwards mean other things. He does yeah, it twice in one page. He does that at the end. He shrinks down Green Lantern and puts is about to put him in a tiny jar where he has put all of his other victims. And Green Lantern is like, there's only one way out of this predicament, and that's to get out of this predicament. It's basically, he's like, how will I get out of this? Oh, I'll tell my ring to make everybody and myself larger. It's like, yeah, of course you fucking will. That's yeah. not really a problem-solving moment. Uh, but once he reambigans everyone... They are all like, oh, thank goodness, I don't mind being small, but I was about to take a bite out of a hostess fruit pie, and then I couldn't because I was small. They still had tiny fruit pies in their hands. One of them says my mouth was too tiny to bite it. I know, but it would have been proportional. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Even, like, the two situations are either you are shrunk down and the fruit pie is not, in which case you have now have an enormous hostess fruit pie. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. Or, you are shrunk down, the fruit pie is shrunk down, eat the fruit pie. Yeah. I don't, I don't see what, and, and like, unless he specifically shrunk their mouths more than their bodies, so they were in, like, a daddy long leg situation, because, did you know that daddy long legs, the reason that they do not bite is because their mouths are too small to uh, cut through your skin? I did not know that. I don't know that either, but I did hear it, so. Well, that's a relief. Yeah, retroactively. Indeed. Yeah, don't worry about those daddy long legs. They don't have, do they have those over Their mouths are too small to box God. Yeah. Thank goodness. Indeed. Yeah, they got them here. We got them all over the house. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, here's one. Oh, well. And there wasn't really one. one that was uh, the magic of radio. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not scared any longer on account yeah. of the tiny mouth. But, uh, yeah, and then the doctor feels like a loser, but it's... It's a fun thing, and I really like the Hostess Fruit Pie ads. It was a good read. And it's drawn better than the rest of the issue, too. Yes, it is, with the exception of Dr. Evil, or Dr. Live's um, spectacles, which make him look very, uh, not smart. Eh, well, he had some issues. Oh, sure. (laughs) Yeah. He was a great 70s villain, though. Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good. I don't, I, I... he he was pretty down on himself at the end. Mm-hmm. Said he was going to have to change his name to Doctor Resol. Yeah, which spells loser backwards. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, loser backwards would be a winner though. No, it'd be Resol. Oh shit! I have a real Resol. <laughs> oh, so don't sell yourself short. What was your favorite 
dialogue. Ah, well, um, if we are talking about the hostess... <laughs> We're talking about the whole issue. Okay. I, I've, I've got a... Man, there there was there was a, a few that that cracked me up. Uh, a lot of them were kind of like dick jokes based on arrows and shafts, which okay. I guess I don't think were really written that way. But that's the way that I read them, and they cracked me up. Okay, well let's hear them. Um, and so the the first one is Kid Flash is bummed out when Speedy shows back up, and he says, uh, "Mr. Amorous Arrow shows up, and I'm out of the running." I just thought Amorous Arrow was kind of a funny <laughs> a funny thing to call him. Uh, another one is from Dr. Light, <laughs> who says, Your arrow shaft for my shaft of hard light. Which was weird. Corey, you're a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but my favorite from the story proper was Mal, when he says, Looks like we got a Sunday punch that'll last all week that long. Was, that was my favorite, too. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, well, and then he talks to himself and calls himself good buddy. It's that, yeah, that yeah. it's mercy, mercy, good buddy. Looks like we got a Sunday punch that'll last all week. And, yeah, that's after he tries on the exoskeleton and punches a wall and it's like, all right, now we're fucking cooking. And then and later at the at the end of the story, he puts that to use. And oh, man, he punches up. He punches the shit. They all punch the shit out of Dr. Light. But one of my favorite other things that Mal says is, is like, they're like, Something about ask Doctor Light, and he's like, "No, he can't. He's busy getting his uh, uh, busy getting his face punched. Good night." Yeah, his mouth is too busy getting punched. Yeah, good night, Doctor Light. Yeah, that was pretty cool too. I like that. It was charming. Favorite? Uh, oh, you had a favorite? I had, I had a hostess. Pie a hostess one too. Dialogue. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So um, Green Lantern walks in, and he's like, "What's going on here?" And Dr. Evil says, I'm what's going on here, Green Lantern, and you're what's going down. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Did you have any from the pie? I didn't have any any other specific from the pie. I I just liked the pie story. It was pretty good. It was pretty pretty good. good. Actually, yeah, okay, from the fruit pie one, when Green Lantern says, Well, folks, now you can all have a big time again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, what the hell was that? Yeah. You know, big time. Yeah, you can have a big time. Because you're not tiny-sized. Yeah, no, you can have a big time. Yeah, you're normal-sized, which is big time. Yeah, I'm going to have a big time. Yeah, eat that pie. Yeah, mm. have a big time. <laughs> yeah, so now that was uh, pretty great. What was your favorite panel? I don't know about favorite, but it's one that we noted before, which is a super weirdly drawn kiss between between the, the Flash leaving for work and his wife. Yeah, man. He's got, like, a weird baby face that, like, part of it's missing. And, yeah, he's kissing his wife's cheek, and she looks super mad at she him. She doesn't like it. But my favorite one was... It's kind of two panels conjoined by a concerned-looking face of Dr. Light in the center... That was my favorite, too. That yeah. Specifically, that one face of Dr. Light. And it's a tiny little panel mm-hmm. with a bunch going on around it. But it's the, this tiny little panel where he looks very concerned with the fact that he is about to get punched a bunch yeah. by Mal. And it's right after he uses his wall of hard light to put Mal back in his place. And Mal's like, fuck that shit. And he punches it and smashes the shit out of it. And that's yeah. what's going on in the two panels. And Dr. Light's face is in the middle just being like, oh. Oh, and it's actually that panel is actually really well drawn, mm-hmm. and it, it conveys a lot of emotion, and I appreciated that. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, any other panels you wanted to talk about? Nope. Those were the two. Yeah. There's. I, I I was tempted because I liked what's happening in the shots when Robin and Mal are respectively punching Doctor Light, 
but their faces look so weird in them. Mm-hmm. Like, Robin looks like he's about 90. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. weird. I, I can't get used to it. You also did bring up that on the cover, it's a pretty good cover, but it really does look like they're doing different weird interpretive dances. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. Especially Donna and Robin. I kind of want Dr. Light, too. Dance. I know. That's... Yeah. Can he shoot light out of his hands, or does he need I his gun I don't know, probably. Do I think he needs to have a rectangle to do that. Oh, I thought he needed that gun. Anyway. Did I say rectangle? Yeah. Okay. I was worried I said erectile. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. He's got a rectangle dysfunction. <laughs> yeah. Well, arrow jokes and rectangles. Yeah. What are you going to do? What a time. Mm. So, who is your favorite Titan? Uh, this one will surprise you, but it's Mal. Yeah, of course it's Mal. He was great. All the other Titans kind of sucked ass. Yeah. Uh, they're bad at teamwork. Then they learn that they need to do teamwork. Great lesson. Hooray. Yep. Oh, I did have a dialogue question. Yes. Which is, at the very beginning of the issue, I think it's Wonder Girl calls, uh, maybe it's Kid Flash, uh, Sober Sides. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. And Robin's think... like, we we don't have time for high school insults. You know, yeah. We're busy. I think he doesn't know what that means either. Okay. But he's trying to, like, cover it up. Yeah, I, I think maybe she's saying that he's not funny. Mm. I, I couldn't quite parse that myself. Uh, it, it was... Let's let's take a look at it. Because, yeah, it's when they first show up, and she's being super flirty with all of them. It's on page... Oh, wait. We can't talk. It's on the first... There's no pages. Well, numbered. you can still tell this one because it's on the first page. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't like to brag, but I can count to one real good. I'm um, just pointing out, in a less than successful manner, that there are no page numbers noted on these. Yeah, that is, that is true. Pages. But at the very beginning, Kid Flash runs and kind of swoops... Donna up in a little like tornado type thing mm-hmm. and he says it's been a long time Wonder Girl and I couldn't miss the opportunity to sweep you off your feet and she says still the same old super fast sober sides complete with cutesy quips maybe she's just calling him a square sober sides yeah I don't know like maybe she wishes he'd do more heroin like speedy <laughs> <laughs> yeah what a square yeah what a nerd. Nerd. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think Aqualad was probably up to? What Aqualad is probably up to is, you know, he's... I'm, I'm going to keep going with the, with the theme. So, week before last, it was... Uh, well, this was, is like four years ago for Aqualad. The week before last in our podcast, it was <laughs> him unwinding by going to the Last to the week tavern. it was him on. Oh, yeah. No, week no, before I last, just, you yep, had him going to a tavern. Me. Yep, to, but, to play the video game. And then after that, it was unwinding yet again with the Hagar, the horrible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he's he's churned over a new leaf of taking breaks. And so the new thing is fucking Rocky. Yeah. It's where November 76, that is all the rage that's in the theaters. I think he's gone to see it several times. He's inspired by it. And, yeah, he's getting himself a nice large water and, <laughs> and watching Rocky. Okay, but you're—I mean—he is watching Rocky and he is enjoying it. Um, the reason he decided to go to the theater was he was still flying high for the last four years on that Hagar the Horrible. <laughs> but unfortunately, his good time was ruined reading the Sunday funnies because a new funny debuted in November of 1976. Kathy. 
But that's from 76? Yeah. Oh, man. And he read that shit, and he was just like, I am fucking done with the funnies. <laughs> Arg! Shoes! Chocolate! Ugh. I do not like Kathy, and neither does Aqualad. Mm. And so, <laughs> he was like, fuck this. And he went out, and he was like, just looking for trouble, but then he's like, I can't. I got these stupid sea strength and limbs. I'd kill somebody if I got into a real fight myself. Right. So, yeah, he decides to go and live vicariously through uh, Mr. Balboa, a certain Italian stallion. Ah. He also starts calling himself the Atlantean stallion. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, that is, in fact, what Aqualad is up to. I'm pleased, and I appreciate the detail. Yeah. Shit, is that it? Yeah, I know. It feels like we're done earlier or something. I think it well, I think having a more coherent, even if it is a less enjoyable to our mind story, kinda of zoom through it a little bit. Yep. So, if you would like to contact us later, feel free to do so. Uh, the email address is ttwasteland at gmail dot com. Find us on Tumblr, Facebook, uh, iTunes, you can leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, we're all over the damn internet. And so yeah, thank you once again for joining us. And even if this issue was like a pie made out of steel, and we did not like it. Um, Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> and they knew it. Green Lantern and the Fruit Pie Scene. What's going on here? I'm what's going on here, Green Lantern, and you're what's going down. My name is Dr. Live. Spell that backwards and you'll know what trouble you're in for, my nosy friend. My small nosy friend, that is. Watch yourself, Green Lantern. He's up to no good. You bring me back. To size, or you'll be sorry, you quack! And why should I? I want to add you to my collection. You fiend! Yes, thank you. There's only one way out of this. Or should I say, only one way not to get in. The power ring flashes. Boom! And an emerald beam enlarges him and the other captives. Thank you, thank you! I didn't mind being small in a bottle, but I was just about to bite into my delicious hostess apple pie when it happened. Me too. Only mine was cherry, tender, light crust. And I kept trying to eat my hostess blueberry pie, but my mouth was too small. What agony. And with real fruit filling, too. Well, folks, now you can all have a big time again. Green Lantern has defeated me. I'll have to change my name to Resol. Spell it backwards and you'll know what I mean. Hostess fruit pies. It's no small thing to enjoy such a great big taste. You'll get a big delight in every bite of hostess fruit pies. <laughs>